the lumber town of Otari, with its storied past and a fair share of sinister secrets, has been fairly quiet in recent decades. Over the 400 years since its inception, the surrounding area has been the launching pad for many famous adventurers, and as a result, most of the ancient ruins have been fully explored, much of their mysteries already solved. But when the mysterious gauntlet, an eerie landlocked lighthouse, begins to glow with a baleful light, the people of Otari suspect it's an ominous prelude to sinister events. The call goes out for a new band of heroes to save the day. Those heroes are... Mukta. One's path in life may shift like the sands. You have to adapt or be buried. Halarmony Higgins. Can I play something for you? New Lara. Hey, I know that it's scary, but you have to get up. Okay? Take my hand. Very good. Let's go. Clovis. Nature is not to be put in order. Nature is order. It is for us to put ourselves in unison with this order. The time has come to enter the Abomination Vaults, Ruins of Gauntlet. So, um, after a long night of deep sleep, your sore bodies awaken. The bruises from the giant spider you fought the night before still hurt, and the smell of the oil is still faintly in your nose. But the smell of bacon frying in the tavern overpowers the stink, and you see Brelda Venkervale, the dwarven caretaker of this tavern, cooking up a nice breakfast. When she sees you, she waves excitedly. Good morning! I, I heard what you all did last night. It was the talk of the town at the market. Did you guys really defeat Belcora and her pet dragon in the graveyard? There were two. Uh, two dragons? It's wow. too early for this. <laughs> she's she's, she's kind of like puts down like plates of like bacon and coffee in front of you. And she's just, I'm glad you're all safe. I know if my son were here, he would have been right alongside you fighting. He was always brave. And then she kind of goes back to the kitchen to, to continue cooking and uh, getting more food for the thing and you guys are up you guys had a fairly late night so you guys are you know sleeping in a bit but it's it's about you know 9 9 30 right now the morning's yours i mean it's a chance to to reflect on the, the previous night's events so uh you did not see those things when you went to your dinner i mean when you went to your graveyard no um it was fairly quiet when I got there, actually. Do you want to stop on the way to the lighthouse today? Back at the graveyard? Perhaps we can see something? Uh, yeah. Ooh. Remember how they all tried to... Well, not tried, but they all jumped off the cliff? I wonder if their mm -hmm. bodies would still be there. Maybe we can tell the guard to clean them up, you know, so they actually do something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've humiliated them enough, yes, last night, Mokta. 
Yeah, so the I building the building that's at the bottom of the graveyard, because the graveyard is built on the high cliffs overlooking the city, and so right at the base of the cliff is this giant building that's known as the Dawnflower Library, which is part library, part temple dedicated to some most of the major gods that are worshipped in this town. So all the, the zombies were like falling off the edge and just bouncing off the top of these like giant domes of the, the temple. So you'd be, if you wanted to see, you know, the bodies, you just would probably want to go check out the Dawnflower Library. I, I mean, it is fun. just around the corner. We can walk there in probably five, ten minutes, maybe. Yeah. I'm sure we want to go to a shop or something. You guys want to shop for your stuff? Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. I definitely That's... need to go to a shop. Yes, Mukhtar needs some... Uh... Weapons that go a little bit farther then. Although this is a fine rapier, Halamari, thank you. Um, maybe a few, maybe a bow, a few more daggers. Yeah, yeah uh, a sling uh, may not fit you. It's uh, very difficult to wield. And I'm a master at wielding the sling. He is. Oh, he said that he sniped one of the, I forgot what they were. Two. Two. Two of them. The monsters. The Mitflits. The lighthouse one. The Mitflits. There you go. Oh, thank you, God. <laughs> In the corner of the room, there's like a, a shadow, shadowy voice that just says, they're Mitflits. Uh, that panics. That panics uh, <laughs> Nalara a little bit. <laughs> if you're looking, so if you're looking for shopping and you want weaponry, the, the main, there's one main armory in the place. It's called Blades for Glades. So that's like in in the middle of the town, like near the top. Also, there is the Otari Garrison, which is kind of on the eastern end of town. They do sell like weapons and stuff out of their shop. It's kind of like the police headquarters and they do have an armory. Um, and then you can find some stuff in the Otari market. Not, It's not like specialized in weapons, but they definitely have like a lot of adventuring gear and possibly some like simple weapons and stuff. So if you guys want to do shopping, we can do that. No, I just wanted to see if everyone still has at least one health potion. Uh, I don't have any health potions. I do not have any potions of health. Mm, There you go. All right. So that's number one. I still have the one. I have two. That we got when we were first here. Now, back in uh, Katapesh, these potions of healing cost quite a, a pretty penny. How much do they go for here in Otari? Uh, if I remember it correctly, it was around, like, four gold? Much cheaper than what I'm used to. (laughs) I know! Yeah, you can get, like, four gold for a healing potion, um, for the the low tier one, right? If you're looking... Yeah, if you're looking for healing potions, your best bet is probably... I think you might be able to get some at the Otari market, but even then, I'm not sure. Uh, Rin keeps them in stock, because she's kind of, like, the oddities expert here and probably you can also get them at the Domflower library because they do a lot of like, healing uh, items and stuff so probably Don library and Rin would be your best bet for healing potions I think uh, Rin should give us some for free for helping well as I said in Katapesh uh, they're a bit more expensive so I was not expecting any for free um but maybe we should just set up a business exporting them to the guild of D&D. We'd make quite a profit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that idea. Uh, do you guys have anything else on your list? How? I mean, if we can get a much more 
fine looking loot for me i would say not say no um maybe Ooh. like a virtuoso one you know those are a bit expensive i think do you know do you know how much they cost um not sure my uh parents said they were very expensive <laughs> uh i'm not even sure that i would be able to use them right away that's a good point i don't know i think they're just normal gear right I bet you they drove the wagon right by the shop saying we have plenty of good loots back at home. Looks like it's about 50 gold for a Virtuoso. though. I mean, you should get at least one more uh, healing potion, Nulara. You're out in the front and you're banging your shield and hollering at these skeletons and making them not frightened. But if they will try to hit you, I will be in the back singing my songs, singing the praises of your uh, fortitude yeah, you might be able to find some of those. I like a, the you probably at the open market. There's probably like a vendor that sells different musical instruments you could check out. So where did you guys want to go first? Library the market, room, the open market. Yes, just to see if they do have those fancy loots. Okay, maybe there's like a secondhand thrift store that we can go to. Yeah. So so as you like, it's a pretty interesting like oh you you were there at the open market you met the proprietor before um mm -hmm. his like shrine to his wife so from from you know where you guys are at the Roddy rockfish when you leave you have to kind of cross the bridge that goes right past it goes that like, kind of through the crook's nook because the crook's nook is built on this bridge so you guys like kind of come past the crook's nook and you can see like beyond that kind of the marketplace bustling yeah so the atari market's like bustling with people People are like selling goods. There's a lot of side eyes glances kind of coming your way because you guys are kind of the talk of the town. People kind of come up and start asking you ridiculous things about what happened the night before. Um, some people heard that you all died. Other people heard that, you know, Belcora herself like was in the graveyard. And there's a lot of ridiculous rumors flying around and everyone looks to you to kind of tell them what happened. So it's the, you know, let's just say one, one of these like situations, the people come up and like a little child pulls on the, the like your little like a uh, cape Nular or whatever. I don't know if you wear a cape, but your pants and says, excuse me. Uh, yes. I was just, did you save us last night? I killed, well, they killed a couple of things. I'm not sure about saving. Oh, why? What'd you hear? Well, my, my older brother told me that the Belcora is going to come eat me tonight. What? No. Oh, you so, know what, so, though? What? I heard that Belcor is actually looking for specific type of things. But not, it doesn't include children, so I think you should be okay. Well, now, Nulara, that's not entirely true. I hear they always go for the elder sibling, so. Oh, you're right. Thank you, Mukta. She, you see like the eyes get a little wide and a little excited and then you see almost like tears like well up a little bit I'm like but I love my brother and like the child like runs off crying oh <laughs> oh well I tried to comfort her maybe we leave the stories to hell many. yeah that's true that's true <laughs> yeah I'll put my hood up yeah, so, so as you, like, shop, you notice that there is some to be, like, a lot of people are more interested in weapons than usual now. Yeah, so then so then uh, the Dawnflower Library can carry stuff, like, you know, healing potions, scrolls, stuff like that. The Dawnflower Library even sells plus one weapons of certain types. 
Um, the garrison, yeah, they sell like a lot of the weaponry and stuff. The garrison would sell anything. They have a mixture of metal and non-metal weapons. So like uh, Clovis, you would be able to pick up a mace from from the Atari garrison if you wanted to. All right. Yep. So we'll swing, we'll swing by there on the way. Mukta will not be going to the garrison. Um, <laughs> you guys have fun. I actually forgot. I still have to settle my bill at the Crook's Nook from the previous night. So you guys can go to the garrison. Uh, maybe I'll meet you at Blades Glades or Rins. Blades Glades is good. All right. Have fun at the garrison. I'm sure it will be a ball of a time. Yeah. So, so Clovis, you slip away and you go to the uh, Crook's Nook. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mukta. Yes, Mukta, you're slipping away to the Crook's Nook. Okay. You have a desk to settle. And is this yep. something you wanted to roleplay on screen or off screen? Uh, no, we can just do it off screen. All right, so Clovis, so Mukta disappears, and then Clovis was going, like, to the garrison? Oh, wait, I, I want to come with you, Clovis. Uh, let me know when you're ready. We'll see if uh, Music Man wants to go with us. I'm just waiting for all of you, so please lead the way. If you notice, they did have the Virtuoso Magic uh, items in this Atari market, pal. But I did were, notice. You're like, you're like eyeing them a bit. Okay. Music Man, you, you did not like? You did not want to get some of those? It is expensive. We will go to level three of the lighthouse and come back and buy it. Oh, okay. We'll get you some more money. So as you guys make your way over to the garrison, uh, the head guard on duty is um, a man known as Lardis Longsaddle. And um, yeah, Lardis, Captain Lardis, Lardis Longsaddle, (laughs) right? And as you guys kind of like make your way over there, uh, you see like a couple of the guards like kind of whispering each other and like looking at you and you can tell your reputation precedes you here. You kind of like come on like asking for like weaponry and stuff. And he's sitting there with his like arms folded and he and he just kind of like looks you over and he's kind of like looking back around. He says, so, uh, where's the rat? Off stealing something, I, off stealing something, I suppose. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, the one that made a comment last night about us not doing our job or doing our job for us. Oh, I mean, we did do your job for you. He doesn't, he doesn't like you doubling down on that. And you can tell that he's like squinting his eyes at you. And he says, okay, well, Ren tells us you've been investigating the rooms. By chance, have you come across anything that might have explained last night? I find it no. odd that the attack happens and you all just so happen to be there to save the day. It seems awfully convenient. You sound really salty, my dude. Also, I tried calming down a kid earlier, but uh, I ended up scaring her. So if you have any questions, Clovis and my, my companions over here could uh, answer those better. I'm going to look at the weapons. Yeah, you can go ahead and, and browse. So you like kind of go off past him and he kind of like you hear him like breathing really heavily and he turns and just looks at Clovis and Al. He like kind of juts his thumb over towards Nulara and says, Why is she so angry if she's got nothing to hide? Hmm, that's not angry. You should see when she really gets angry. You don't want to be around. I mean, just ask some of the guards. I mean, are you one of the guards? Do you moonlight as a guard? I am the captain of the guards. Everyone here reports to me. I can understand. Friend, please, do not worry. 
I think we we all here uh, are convinced that uh, you did what you could. I'm not sure if that was much, <laughs> but yeah. I will sing of your heroic deeds in assisting us in cleaning out the graveyard. Would that go a long way to, uh, what do they say? Uh, extend the olive branch towards you and the guards? Make a, I think it's called, is it a diplomacy check? I think so. And, and I should be able to yeah. use performance. Oh, they're the same. I should be able to use performance because I got that. What was the feat you have? Like, it's something about being able to use performance to wow people. I can use it to demoralize. I can use it to make an impression. I can use it to yeah, do another I, thing. I think make impression, it makes sense. You're, you're, you're talking to this police captain, this very grouchy police captain, while you're, like, strumming and, like, you know, singing along. Because in order to do this, you must be using the instrument to, to assist you. So you are playing. So this is kind of yep. hilarious. And I also have Virtuosic Performer, where I get a yep. circumstance bonus when playing the instrument. That is correct. You have that uh, All right. toggled on your sheet, so it should apply, I think. Let's see. Perhaps. Ooh. No. Hero point. Hero point, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to burn that hero point early. Oh. Didn't use it last time. Might as well use it this time. <laughs> oh. Even better. Oh. oh. So, a little bit better. A little bit better. So it doesn't like you could. It doesn't like enrage him or anything. But like you're trying to smooth him over, and you can just see it's not working. This guy's seen some shit. He's like an old grumpy police captain in every sense of the word, and he just shakes his head at you and just allows you to like search the wares. But you don't seem to have made a great impression on this guy. <laughs> like you have, you don't increase his his disposition towards you. It's still pretty negative. He so, yeah. may have seen some shit, but he definitely didn't see zombies, that's for sure. Yeah. No, he was safe in his bed. Uh, all right, so I have a long sword that I'd like to sell, so... Sell the long sword to him and then add five silver to your uh, inventory. And I, th I think maybe you guys wanted to swing by the library. Is that correct? You wanted to see the bodies? Or yeah, we're either going to go by the library or go by Rin's to see if she owes us a couple healing potions, but... It's up to you guys. Just want to head down to the library? Let's go for the free stuff first. The possible free stuff. Yeah. I think. You mean Rin? <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, we want to go see Rin. I mean, Rin's closest to where you guys are anyways. There's also, like, as you go into Rin's, you pass right by the Blades for Glaze, but it doesn't sound like you guys needed to do any weapon shopping because you already got all that taken care of, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, you make your way to Rin, and as you arrive at Rin's shop, it looks closed up, and uh, Rin like kind of runs like a, a the shop mostly by herself. The only helper that she has currently on staff is uh, Elanir, who's kind of retreated into becoming, given up the adventuring life to go back to Rin, and so uh, Elanir like in, like sees you guys coming and kind of puts the finger like over over his lips and kind of slips out and lets you know that like Rin is still sleeping. She's kind of a night owl, so she gets the late start on the day. Did you want him? He said, if you want me to, I can wake her up. Is this important? Mm, no, it's not important. Elenia, we're here to pick up a couple of health potions um, for Mukta and um, Clovis. And then he like nods. He's like, oh, right. Um, 
well, I don't want to bother her, but maybe this can help. And he like, f like kind of fumbles at his, um, his, uh, little like pouch on his, on his hip, I guess. And he pulls out two minor healing potions that Elanir had personally on him. He says, well, this should cover it, right? One for each of them. Uh, yeah. And he hands them over. Uh, before we leave, I'll just lean in closer to Elanir. Okay. And just whisper, um, remembering how he was asking a lot of questions before, I'll just say, uh, thank you for your kindness. I'll pay you back when I can. And then I'll smile and then follow the rest of the group. He just kind of smiles and, and waves you guys. Goodbye. Did you guys, from here, did you want to go anywhere else? Or did you guys want to go to the the gauntlet? Like, the library. Oh, you do want to go to the library. Okay. So as you make your way over to like the Dawnflower Library, as you approach, you can see the damage looks fairly minimal. You can see what looks to be like one kind of crack in the glass on the dome. Um, and it looks like maybe one zombie might have gotten through. Right now, you see like a pile with about a few dozen zombie bodies just kind of thrown unceremoniously into a pile. And it looks like kind of like one by one, some of the, the guardsmen are loading them into like carts. And then you, you see them like three men, two loading a zombie, dropping it onto the cart. And then the other one like, you know, getting ready to like roll the cart away. And there is a, um, well, like, okay. So they, they recognize you, right? This is the one who last night, you very specifically told that you did their job for them. So he kind of like looks and sees all you guys and like sees Mukta and like immediately like looks down at his feet so he doesn't have to make eye contact with you guys. They're a little ashamed. So here in front of the temple, like kind of like talking with them, you see a little halfling woman. It's like a cleric. So she's dressed in the, the temple sort of attire and she's very clearly a cleric of like Saren Ray. And uh, when she sees you guys, she kind of like walks over to you, uh, looking up at you guys. So maybe like eye level with Mukta, maybe a little, little smaller than Mukta. But uh, she recognizes you, Nulara, and you've seen her before. Because the first thing she says is like, aren't you the last we hired to uh, bury some of the bodies up in the graveyard? It's very possible, yeah. <laughs> she says, looks like you didn't do such a very good job, eh? And she kind of like points over at all like the zombies. And she, she <laughs>, laughs and she's like, I'm sorry. It, it was it's, no offense. It's just a, just a joke. No, not taking. You're okay. Every, everything here is in order. I mean, just some minor damage, nothing that can't be repaired. One zombie fell through the glass ceiling, knocked over a bookshelf, kind of created a domino effect, but the tomes seem intact. And, and I assure you 100% the artifact, all of our artifacts are safe. And please, if you guys can do anything to help me reassure everyone, the cooperative blade, it's still intact in here. Our town's lucky charm was not disturbed last night. It's like, really, like if you could spread that word, if anyone asks, just let them know it's safe. She seems um, to be harping on this, this kind of blade. Yeah. Was that a weapon used by the original heroes of this town? She nods and she's like, yeah, yeah, the cooperative blade. It was the favored longsword of the famed Rose Guard member, Vol Rojani. The sword went missing shortly after her death, but luck found it back in the hands of our mayor, Osef Menhems. He graciously allows us to keep it on display here. It is the shining beacon of this town's history and unofficially, and she puts air quotes, it's the town's good luck charm. 
How long has the sword been back uh, in its proper place here at the library? Oh, going on 50 years now, I believe. Ah, I see. Thank you. I wonder if that's what the zombies were after. I say as I look at the rest of the group. Yeah, yeah she's kind of like thinking, she's like, I, I maybe have to correct myself. Maybe it's been... It's been in his possession f- since, you know, 50 years or so, but I'm pretty sure it's hard. I'm, I'm, you know, all the years blend together after a while. It's been on display for at least 23 years. I know that. Maybe 24 years. I'm not so sure. She can't seem to make up her mind. How did the prestigious mayor come upon this um, lucky relic? As you know, with the Rose Guard, uh, after they defeated Belcora, they settled down and created this town in honor of their fallen friend. And most of them, you know, though they created the town, they didn't retire quietly, so to speak. As adventurers are off to do, they get themselves into trouble. And Vol, well, she just never returned. Eventually, her body was returned to her family, but the sword has been missing. And the Osa family since they run, you know, the Otari Museum, they felt like it deserved to be home in its rightful place here in the town, so he put the good word out, put a huge bounty on it, and uh, yeah, eventually someone found it. In in the hands of kobolds of all people, can you believe that? Do any of these heroes still live here in Otari? Oh, heavens no. That was 500 years ago. Uh, the mayor, though, the mayor is descended from one of the uh, the Rose Guard. Wait, but the sword was found fifty years ago. Oh yeah, the sword had been missing for quite a while. And then it just popped up fifty years ago. Okay. Found the sword, the and then the town's luck turned around. We we suddenly we built the the giant's wheel. I'm sure you've seen it up on top of the hill, the big windmill. It revolutionized our logging industry, and we were able to kind of pull ourselves up from the dark times. And look at us now. It's thriving. I don't trust it. (laughs) Well, we're glad to know that such a lucky relic and such an important, um, important piece to the town is still intact. We'll be sure to spread the word. Yeah, if anyone asks, and... Please, even if they don't ask, just tell them. It's safe. No one has anything to worry about. Of course. Oh, if you if you excuse me, I see then there's like some other people kind of come in to like look at like all the chaos. And she runs over there and she kind of gives them the same spiel like, hey, everything's great. Minor damage. The cooperative blade is fine. She's like going over the top, just like hammering this point home to everyone. Uh, there is a, sh- I mean, there's there's a whole shop inside. So if you guys wanted to go inside and buy anything, you you could. It's a very Please. beautiful temple. Like half of it is dedicated to like books and tomes and all kinds of research topics, especially like religious texts. And the other half is set for like you know, religious ceremonies and a small like any kind of like healing services you would need, you could get here, etc. And like right when you go in, right at the top of the steps as you come in, there is this giant display. So it's like built, it's probably like five feet off the ground, this nice ornate brass carved altar. And then in it is a giant glass case containing a very beautifully carved longsword that almost seems to like glow. And for a sword that's like 500 years old, it's definitely not showing any signs of like wear and tear. 
and then the, the nameplate just says like uh you know vol rajani's blade um and then the subtext just says like on loan from mayor osif menems this is inside the um the library itself or inside the library exactly just out of you know pure habit only um uh-huh. mukta's going to just kind of check the display case the windows locks on doors security patrols sure. just out of pure habit of course yeah give me a perception check guidance Whee! <laughs> were you rolling a perception check for any specific reason nular i want to sense motive <laughs> to oh on her it's, cleric, it's, yeah is sense like so what is the sense motive skill based on i'm not even entirely sure uh wisdom it's just like a a, a wisdom based check yeah well look I'll, I'll look it up in a second so so mukta you you give it like a once over and you're getting a guidance from uh from hal yeah, as you kind of look it over so as far as like security systems go it it doesn't look super secure like anyone could like run up and commit like a smash and grab no problem mm-hmm. the glass kind of surrounding it looks pretty heavy especially with like the brass kind of bottom so getting it in and out sneakily without anyone noticing it might be an issue uh you need some sort of distraction for sure uh it's kind of in the prime location right when you come up the steps and all the guards all the temple both the library side and the temple side could all have eyes on this like all the time so getting it out without anyone noticing it that would be the real trouble here but if you really wanted to Nothing would stop you right now from just smashing the glass, grabbing it, and running. Mukta's a bit more of a professional than a mere smash and grab. Uh, any traps? Go from uh, arrow to zero really quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look trapped at all. Uh, the, there is, like, at the very, very top, because these tall dome ceilings, so we're talking, like, 20, 25 feet above. There looks mm-hmm. to be some, like, nice stained glass sort of windows. Would be possible to theoretically uh, descend from the glass. But one thing that's really interesting is you like look, the way the temple's built, it's like wide open. So like there's curtains that draw like across the front, but there's no like heavy security doors. So it doesn't even look like at night this place would get locked up secure or anything. Interesting. It does, it does set off a little, you know, a lot of your habits and casing the joint. Uh You're pretty sure you could pull this off if you needed to. Just, you know, good to know in the back of my mind if, it's, if it ever came up. Exactly. And so, yeah, sense motive is, uh, is it is a perception check. That's interesting that it rolls into perception. So as you're, like, seeing this whole, like, fishy thing play out with this lady, you're trying to see. Is like she pulling one over on you. Is she trying to, like, deceive you? The thing, the sense you get from the Hernulara talking with her isn't one of, like, deceit or anything fishy going on. She does seem somebody that's very nervous and is, like, clinging to that, like, icon and, like, using it as a symbol to, like, reassure everyone. So while it might come across as fishy, you're pretty sure there's nothing malicious going on so much that she's just in over her head and she's grasping at any straw she can to reassure people. Okay. So let's plan a heist, right? <laughs> Don't worry. We'll give you a few sessions at least before that. We spring that off. <laughs> All right. What's next? Did uh, you want so. to get... Uh... Another potion of healing? Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, I mean, I bought one. you're going to be in the front. I'll, I'll grab. Oh, yeah. I see Clovis bought one. 
about a lesser. Yeah, I'll get a oh, lesser the, as well. You bought the 12 gold one. Wow, high roller. Yep. Hey, so, question, like, who runs the logging uh, operation over there? Who's in charge uh, of that? She, she kind of, like, looks like a little bit taken away, but she says, oh, well... You know, the logging is actually run, the mill is run by um, by a man known as Clorte, uh, but he's, he just runs the mill um, and the make sure, keeps that up to date. But there, there's a handful of families, like, uh, for instance, the mayor, the mayor is very heavily involved in the logging industry here, as are, I'm blanking on the name, but there's actually, there's like three families in town and they all kind of like have like a third share of the market although the mayor kind of has the biggest share of the market perfect thank you very much uh, i appreciate that all right are we going back to the gauntlet or are we going to take some downtime what are we doing what what time is it it is a just now pushing past you guys got up around nine and with all the stuff you've been doing it's it's just past 10 right from where the dawnflower library is if you go around back They've kind of like been sweeping up all of the bodies. You see them like loading them on the carts. And now that the carts loaded, they're kind of rolling it like not up towards the graveyard. They're actually rolling the bodies like away from the graveyard, which is a little curious. But as you kind of come around up the side of the cliff, there are is this sort of steep path that's kind of cut back and forth that would allow you to go from the library straight up to the graveyard. It's just like, you know, it's like it's a very mild hike. It's nothing for you guys. But it doesn't see much use around here. So it only takes, you know, five, ten minutes to climb up this little hike and uh, get to the graveyard. And As we're walking, mm -hmm. um, I'd like to look at everyone and just ask, um, so what do you guys feel about this attack with them maybe aiming for the, the blade? I'm, uh, I'm not sure it was the blade. I mean... If I was going to jump off the cliff to get to the town as fast as I could, I would do it right here. Hmm. I don't know. That is just me. Perhaps there are other signs of travel around the graveyard and maybe they they jump down from different areas. But people just said go to the library because it's the library. True. I think we'll find answers back at the lighthouse. But it's also a little... The sun's too high up on the sky right now. Do you guys think we'll find answers this early in the day? Well, let me I would say that uh, we'll find answers under the lighthouse. Mm. A uh, second that idea. I think we need to go in there and go at least uh, down some steps. I mean, we need to delve deeper to see more. Uh, unless you want to fight the land dragon or the swamp dragon or the I don't know what they said it's one of those things I think it was a swamp dragon but I mean we already we already defeated two dragon pets <laughs> what the third huh? <laughs> that's true alright and as you guys kind of finish this conversation you get to the top of the graveyard and you spent some time here in Nulara it's always been a very peaceful very mellow very unpopulated sort of place like most people don't bother coming all the way up here unless there's like an active sort of funeral going on so you're used to kind of being up here mostly in isolation and it's outside of being you know full of dead bodies a very peaceful very nice nicely maintained plot of land 
Um, but it almost hurts your heart a little bit to just look around and you just yeah. see holes in all these graves. Like not, it doesn't look like not every grave has been like turned over, right? But looking at it, probably like a good 20% of the graveyard is just, you can see where things have clawed their way out of holes and like just left this sort of like indentation of like turned up dirt. It's not a, it's not a hole, right? But it's like turned up dirt and you can just feel the scale of what actually happened last night. Wow. And there's still a giant dead spider corpse. Spider. I don't know if anyone's dealt with. I think maybe like some of the... Like one of the like local like uh, people interested in like the oddities and stuff. Probably the owner of the uh, the odd stores, odd stories. It's like a little wizard guy that he has like kind of like red hair and like big thick glasses, and he wears almost like a a really tight like cap across the top of his head. He, not as old as you might think. It's not like you know you picture wizards being like like, but this guy's like probably in his like mid thirties, and he he's definitely like looking around at the spider and uh like picking at it and like writing stuff in his journal and he, he like looks up at you guys and kind of like waves at you but continues just taking measurements of the creature and things like that speaking of which did you guys ever sell the venom and get money for it we did not sell the venom yet it was the oil right not the venom right it was oil not venom. Uh, oil and the uh skulls and the uh what is it the water skin the- yeah, the water skin. So hopefully, when you remember to rinse out the oil skin before you drink it. Yeah, I I know someone who'd be completely offended by the state of the graveyard right now. Who's that? I don't know. I'm actually trying to remember her name, but um, but I remember knowing someone who'd be offended. Do all the uh, tracks uh, lead over to the lighthouse, Nilara, or? I mean, I don't know where most of the people are buried here. Perhaps we could take a look around and see if they jumped off at other areas yeah. or just the library. Uh, I'll go take a look. Yeah, you guys want to take some time to, to do this? Why don't you guys, as you guys are like kind of spending some time looking this over, let's see, this would probably be because there is there is no investigation. It's, so just give me perception checks. Perception, right? It's all rolled oh, right. into like perception. Yeah. So if you guys, if that's what you guys want to do, if like everyone wants to do this, then you can do this. If you guys want to do something else for the next, you know, 10, 15, 30 minutes as you investigate uh-huh. this, then you guys can let me know what you want to do with your time instead and make separate rolls. But otherwise, just give me a perception check as you guys investigate. While they go and do that, I'll be going to talk to Morlebint. Okay. No. <laughs> oh, man. Natural one. I'm just playing my music, not really uh, looking around. I'm just following Nilara strumming. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as you try to like, uh, it's not so much like, you know, you're not really like the tracks are easy to find. It's not like you're trying to track tracks as much as you're just kind of trying to make sense of what happened last night. And you kind of go over, follow the tracks, look over the edge, look and see. Um, the one thing you notice is like the most dominating object from here looking out over the town is the library. So your eyes looks like constantly being drawn to the library and it looks beautiful, right? The big domes and stuff like that. But you're trying to figure out like if they were like trying to figure out if they were attacking the library specifically, right? What is it? If they were if they were jumping off at the library only or if they were jumping off at other places as well, like stragglers. Yeah, Um, so the majority of the tracks are concentrated towards the library, but not all of them, right? Like finding the tracks, 
uh, leading. There's a few that lead out towards like um, a little bit more north of the library. And um, even some, like you look down the cliff and you do even notice one or two zombies that have fallen and died closer to like the town, like up in this area more. So it, it definitely doesn't look like it was a 100% concentrated attack on the library for what it's worth. Mm. So you guys are able to, to notice a few that seem to go in a different direction. And there was a bunch that you guys even fought because they didn't go anywhere. They just kind of uh, like stood up and then like mm. attacked you when you came by, right? Yep. So. Yep. So it's apparent that the, the lighthouse is bringing spirits from the graveyard. Not that's, it's not like you're just creating a ghost on the fly. So I wonder if when they bring these ghosts, if it's always going to be coming from this graveyard. I'm trying to wonder who the puppet master would be. Bakora. Perhaps we could find more clues at the lighthouse. Yeah, uh, did yeah, they, yeah. Did they <laughs> break into anything time. here? Yeah, and it's daylight, so there's going to be no ghost, hopefully. Oh, that's true. Make ghost. Yeah, I mean, you don't... There's really nothing to break into here, right? You look around, there's a few mausoleums that are, like, closed up. But for the most part, it's, it's a fairly featureless graveyard. Oh, yeah, well, we were in the graveyard, remember? There was a... That building, right? Mm -hmm. There's a couple of oh. like little mausoleums and, and such. Yeah, we didn't um, explore them or anything. Mm -mm. Um, so as you guys are kind of doing this, the camera pans over and you can see Mukta walks over and yeah, this man's name, this little like red haired, uh, wizardly looking guy, his name is uh, Morbulent. And so he, uh, he like is like wiping like slimy, like oily, like spider guts because he's like you know, elbow deep in this thing. So he's like wiping it off on the little scarf and he goes to like shake your hand, Mukta. Oh, are oh. you, are you, is this your handiwork? Afterwards, it mostly was my friend Nulara back there. Um, but I noticed you kind of maybe observing this creature, taking notes on it, perhaps. Well, I would never pass up an opportunity to learn something. I mean, how often does one get to see a Scalithrax? Ah, uh, true. A Scalithrax, you say? Where do these creatures come from? Oh, that's that's the interesting thing. Like, never from around here. These things usually uh, roam the Darklands, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, well, uh, I thought I'd better um, help you with your investigation. You see, me and my friends, after we had defeated it, uh, I harvested some oil glands uh, right from there and there and there. So you might want to note that down. Oh, thank you. He like starts like filling in his his books and like how much would you say? Because are we talking like a pint of a water skin? Uh, you know the the preferred wizardly measurement unit. We like to use uh, empty human skulls. How many empty human skulls of oil did you did it take? Well, wouldn't you know? <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, yeah. About 20 gold worth of empty human skulls worth of oil. Oh, oh very. And he's like writing down the notes. And so and then he's like, so if I'm not, I don't know. I don't always like to believe the rumors, but you guys were here when this arrived, right? So like, did it come out of the forest? Did it like come out of one of these graves? Like, where did this thing come from? Ah, uh, I'm not entirely sure, actually. There was a light coming from the lighthouse. Right, right. I saw the blue light. It kind of was ominous, hard to miss. Yes, it's uh, flashed pretty brightly. And then after that, this creature appeared. Hmm. 
almost as if some sort of conjuration magic, perhaps? Interesting. I couldn't say for sure, but seems like you are maybe more of an expert on that subject, yes? Uh, I, I really wish I would have been here for, like, first-hand knowledge. Like, you know, I'm not... I wouldn't fight the thing, but... Maybe... Maybe if you have a chance, you might come by my shop later and we can make an arrangement. I might be able to extract some of your memories so I could see what happened firsthand. Um, well, like I said, um, me personally, I was not quite as involved in this fight, but maybe one of my companions who got more up close and personal with it, yes? No, I mean, sure, yeah. Whoever's looking, whoever is willing, I, 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 firsthand knowledge is going to be key in understanding what happened here. You seem a man of great knowledge and understanding, yes? I don't know why I'm turning Russian, but... <laughs> uh, I would like to think myself full of knowledge, but I just... I think it's important to never stop learning. I would never presume to think I knew enough. That makes sense. Uh, the hardest part of knowing something is knowing what you don't know. <laughs> oh, that sounds like something your mother would have said. It is. <laughs> You're quite a astute man. Huh? Ah, do you happen to speak different languages? Language of the serpents. Uh, Aklo, I think you, it's commonly referred to. Oh, that's a very disturbing language, but yes. Uh, anyone in your knowledge who might have spoken that language? Any tales of any myths around the area? Nobody I can think of that comes to mind. There was, I mean, not for hundreds of years, at least. Uh, I had retreat. I had some adventurers that had, you know, been poking around the ruins that had come across a few books that were in that language. And from what I understand is they belong to a scientist of some sort named Volok. Volok. Yeah, he kept his journals in Aklo. It must have been his native language. Interesting experiments. I wish I had gotten my hands on more of those notes, but uh, alas, I paid for for what I got. Uh, anything in those notes about um, giant bird dolls? Uh, as a matter of fact, I believe he did make mention... Oh, what was it? Mr. Squawks, I think? Something something to that effect. Apparently he... It's what we call in our line a soulbound... Uh, soulbound doll, where a person will trap a, a, a creature's soul into a gem and insert it into a... Uh, you know, a puppet, so to speak. And that soul inhabits this construct's body. Sounds quite foul magic, to be, if I'm going to be honest. I don't like to think of any magic as foul. It's just what you do with it. In this case, there's no doubt in my mind that this Volok was a cruel, foul person. Fair point. Well, thank you for your time and sharing your knowledge. If uh, my companions are agreeable, we'll make sure to stop by your shop. What is it called again? Oh, it's called Odd Stories. Odd Stories, yes. And... Uh, Maybe you can take a peek in their mind and see this. Oh, Skrillex? Skrillex is what you called it? Scalathrax. Scalathrax, yes. Or Skrillex. I like that. Maybe we should call it a Skrillex. Start writing it. It's, you know, it's the the haircut shaved down the side that got me off. And, oh, 
if you're going to be poking around those ruins more, if you come across any interesting books, just give me first purchasing dibs. You'll be first on my list, I'm sure. Yep. So you can go back and meet back up with the rest of the crew. And I explain the conversation I just had. <laughs> okay. He wants to read our minds? <laughs> I mean, yeah. sometimes, uh, you know, it's hard to do the right thing. Well, I figured you you all had more of a direct part in that fight, so maybe you'd be more <laughs> useful in that kind of thing. I told him, I didn't agree, of course, but I told him we might think about it. He seemed quite a knowledgeable fellow. Would you do it, Hal? I mean, it's like they want me to be perfect. I don't know. Sounds very invasive. Yes, that's why I actually told them about you all instead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, nice. But we don't have to. We can. He said if we find any interesting books or probably anything arcane, he might be interested. He'd also be a good resource to like, if you have trouble identifying what something does, he'd probably be a good resource to just keep in mind. He seemed quite a font of knowledge. Yeah. He's so weird. Are we heading back to the ruins now? Are we having this conversation on the way? Yes, I think yes. so. Uh, shall we go? Let's yes. Go. Walking montage. <laughs> yep, walking oh. montage. Oh, look at that bird. That's so nice. So yeah, so it's it's daytime, right? And you come back to the, the keep and, you know, it's only been a little bit more than 12 hours since you guys left. Um, and from the outside, it looks pretty much the same as it did yesterday. You guys can go ahead and lead wherever you'd like to lead. Good thing we have a map. Where's our map? So these are the two maps that he's sharing you. The first one is obviously his rendering of this layer, this level. And then the second rendering is his description of what it looked down below. And like what he described, just to recap too, is that him and his Mifflets used to live down the second level, content to be down there when they were... Um, attacked and assaulted and forced out of their lair by the mushroom-eyed people. And then they fled to the surface through the Swamp Dragon's lair when the Swamp Dragon was out hunting, came up to the surface, and then uh, chased out a bunch of kobolds that were living in the keep and claimed it until you guys came and took it back. Mokta, do you remember the stairs, the secret stairs that you found um, yesterday? They were in the main kind of temple area. Uh, well, the side room, at least, from where we fought those, where where you punched the ghost. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, I think I remember where that is. I mean, it seems like a lead, because I don't understand these maps. <laughs> it's, it was written by Boskring. He's not the best star. He's also written by Ah, uh, I mean... I've had to go off some worse maps before and certain jobs. I think we can take the stairs down that I found. Or, I mean, if you're a willing, I am. We can uh, maybe go down the Swamp Dragon's lair. <laughs> oh, that's on the that's on the island where the bird doll was, right? I think so. That seems mm -hmm. it seems to correspond to that shape and that location from the stairs that we found. Uh, now that the bird is gone, perhaps, Mukta, you want to get to look around that room? I mean, I would imagine something must be there besides the shiny shiny uh, that the little uh, weird person had. I mean, maybe there's something in there that's more. 
seem pretty smashed up in there, but we could always uh, take a look. Lead the way, you guys. Yep. Okay. Go ahead and lead the way. You guys continue moving through the the keep, and it seems pretty quiet here. Yep. Back in the main hall. Do we want to go? I guess we can go through here. So that door is still like closed. Looks like we're going around the long way. Fairly uneventful as you guys move um, around. What what are your guys' exploration activities right now as you're moving around? I am avoiding notice ahead of everyone. Okay, so you're going up ahead and just trying to be as stealthy as possible. Perfect. Yep. Everyone I'm uh, just scouting. Scouting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you come kind of through this like hall of portraits again, and there's still the one picture that's left. And I think the only picture that's left is the one of the gauntlet keep, right? Or is it mm-hmm. the one? Because there's one you left. Because there's there's uh, Belcora. There was the picture of the gauntlet keep. There was a torn. There's one that was missing a photo, and then there's one of like the city in flames with the ghost rising out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one you took, but there's one left. I think we it's didn't a take the one fire. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. A one and four. So. Oh, two and four. Sorry. Two and four. Yeah. Yeah. So if you wanted to stop, there's you know you know that at least at the very least, Ren is interested in purchasing these things. I'm going to turn back to the group. Um, the floor is a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, dangerous in here. I don't think we should all go and explore. I would be in uh, the agreement, and I kind of push Mukta on his shoulder. I think uh, you should go first. All right. I will carefully make my way through the room looking for anything that might be of interest. Right. So long as you move very slowly, very carefully, like, you know, like very measured steps, you can move. You can like basically take like short actions without having to make any kind of checks. If you try to move faster, more than like five feet a move, you know, then that's when you start running into issues. So um, you look, you, you kind of peek in. Um, this shop is like completely like destroyed. Just tons and tons of glass everywhere like broken uh desks you can see where shelves and desks and maybe other like equipment used to be but as you pick your way carefully through this sort of like destroyed place it doesn't look like anything here seems to have been left undestroyed so nothing jumps out at you as being valuable it was probably very valuable when it was all like assembled when all the glass was together but now it's just Unfortunately, not. It just seems what about that? they uh, have something in here protecting this area. If there's nothing in here. I think that creature uh, did this as well. <laughs> maybe when, during uh, when other adventurers like ourselves maybe tried to make their way here. During fights, things get smashed, yes? Yes, that makes sense. Maybe uh, perhaps at one point he was a real bird. Any, like, papers or anything like that kind of... Um, manuscripts manifestos I think looking through it it doesn't appear like any sitter paper that was here has like been like molded and decayed over like the last 500 years or so and there's no like anything that was like easy easily accessible that did stand the test of time probably has already been picked clean from here you get the sense people have already kind of come through here and picked a lot of this clean Maybe even some of those books that more more talked about probably came from here, but 
unfortunately, no. So no manifesto revealing all of the big bad secrets and plots? Uh, there is one, but you just didn't find it. Sorry. Uh, damn. We're going to roll up that picture we, we're going to sell anyways, right? Yeah. Uh, well, we sold it already. We gave it to Rin already. Oh, uh, there's still one we didn't take. Yeah. When we Maybe when we leave, I could try to take it. So the other thing, too, is like in this little workshop, right? There's these two doors, and I see that Hal's like kind of gone through one of them. So one of them this way, like on this side, it's just shells that are laden with tools, lumber, planks. It's like a, just a tiny 10-foot tall square room. It looks like a supply closet of some sort, just very like covered in cobwebs and nothing that looks valuable, but it is a workshop. And um, so like Nular, it looks like you go in there and maybe like take a peek around. You do actually notice like uh, there is like this this bucket that is kind of like uh, tipped over a little bit. And from behind it, you can see underneath a fairly large silver key. Oh. I found a key. I found a key. Do you have a oh. key? Maybe yeah. Oh, I was under this bucket. So. Uh, it was your find, Nulana. So <laughs> why don't you take it? Yep. So you can you can add that character sheet, or you can drag the key to your character sheet if you're going to be the one that takes it. Yeah, and then I on mean, the it must go somewhere, like Clovis said. Even even if it doesn't, like you look it over, especially like you know Mukta with your your like thief sense, uh, it's it's made of pure silver, so it's pretty valuable even on its own. And uh, the other door, right, you look um, and uh, there is like a stairwell that seems to spiral down, Hal. And it looks like it's covered in like moss and fungus. And from the state of like the growth and like the, the thin slime like covering the stairs and stuff, it doesn't look like these stairs are very off traveled. Wait, is this the way to the Swamp Dragon's Lair? If we go down it, this? It could be it correlates to the position on the map I think unless there is something on the other side of this building that we haven't checked yet do you think they've got uh, all of the treasure from the birdman's room and they took it downstairs or shall we just lock the door and be on our way uh, I mean if you all don't want to see a dragon's treasure hoard then we can of course go the other way but there's stairs right here. <laughs> I uh, start heading down the stairs because there's Dragon's Treasure Hoard. <laughs> okay. So I will move your guys. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Leroy. I mean, I, I will point out that, like, you know, Clovis specifically took a familiar that can scout for you guys, but he's not bringing that up, which is hilarious. So that's okay. So yeah, the spiral staircase kind of descends down. The one thing absolutely that happens as you descend downward here is there's no more ambient light coming from like the upstairs. As you go down, it gets pitch black down here. So those of you that ha don't have dark vision can't see without some sort of light. As it gets, starts to get dark, I will make uh, dancing lights and concentrate as we move. Okay. So the one thing about dancing lights is it is a sustain spell to keep the lights up, Rick. Yep. So, so as long as yep. you're keeping the dancing lights up, that's going to be your like exploration activity. Um, but it yep. definitely doesn't lead to any, as far as you can tell, it doesn't lead to any sort of, um, any sort of like, you know, dragon's lair. It's just like a little staircase that kind of ends down into this little tiny hallway that seems to go both east and west. Does the muck on the stairs go any way from the T intersection? Does it seem to go more left or more right? Or can uh, I tell? It, 
it doesn't look like there doesn't look like there's any stair any footprints or anything that seems to lead one way or another the only real footprints that you're noticing are the ones that you guys are kind of leaving as you step through them you know um the the moss kind of comes to this sign of center square and fills that center square but going like east and west it like gradually fades each way it, it really honestly it looks like nothing has come this way in some time and definitely doesn't seem big enough for a dragon the door at the end of the hall that you moved down to Clovis, uh, that door is locked. But, you know, the one that you moved to and you check, Mukta, the one on your side looks unlocked. Uh, do either of these doors appear to be trapped? Uh, not that you have noticed with your perception checks you've been secretly having. No. All right. If you want to stop, uh, like with your passive trap checking, it hasn't gone off. If you want to stop and do an active check, you can give me another active roll. That's fine. No problem uh, being overly prepared. I'd probably, I mean, doors especially, I would actively. <laughs> sure, yeah. So give me a perception check on there. You look it over, it doesn't look trapped, it doesn't even look locked. Um, it does look, you know, some wear and tear. It's probably going to be pretty squeaky when you open it. You're pretty sure with your with your perception that it's going to make some noise if you open it. It'd be really hard to open this quietly. Uh, and, you know, not like it's going to fall apart, but it's going to if you open it. The hinges are pretty rusty. Uh, we didn't keep any of that oil, did we? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, do we have anybody in our group that can pick locks? Um, I don't think uh, there's anybody like that. Not a, not a person. <laughs> didn't you pick a lock before, Mukta? Or was I imagining? Mukta, are you lying to me? Never, my friend, never. Yeah, maybe a little. In fact, I already picked the lock on this door when you weren't looking. Oh. Yeah, you can go and open the door if you want. Uh, it seems not it's the most locked. quiet door, but um, oh. shall I open it? Should we step back or? No, there's no, I don't think there's any danger that I could tell, but this door might alert anything on the other side. If it's already open, I can um, be at the front with my shield up. That works for me. All right. Um, excuse me. Excellent. And then I. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, a little shuffle okay. sideways. Yeah. Excellent idea. Okay. okay with my shield up. Uh huh. Yeah. That, that yeah. What's it called? Shield up. So you're ready. Uh, defend. Yeah. Defend. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You open the door, and, and just like Mukta said, it kind of creaks pretty loudly. The hinges, like you can feel, like metal on metal, is like the rust that's been held for like who knows how long starts to like break oh, free boy. it creaks and you like immediately are like on the defensive but it opens into an empty room so this this room shares the feature of both a bedroom and a study although the decor is devoid of any touches of personality as if anything of sentimental value had been removed any so, buckets with silver keys underneath them <laughs> okay yeah you guys you guys kind of move in and start tossing the room it really does look like anything of value here has been long taken, but there is a slip of paper, like kind of in one of the drawers on the desk. It doesn't look like much. It's not a full book or anything, but there is a slip of paper that is written in um, that Aklo language. And so I think it was Mukta that could speak it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Mukti, you, you recognize the, the, the language as Aklo. And as you look over it, it, it almost looks like a list of book titles that are like in one, one handwriting. And the titles translate roughly into 
What the Worm Knows, Grave Feasts, and Secrets at the of the oh, sorry Secrets of the Skull. Okay, and then at the bottom there's a second handwriting that doesn't match the first, and what it says is, transcription will take months, but I'll try to have these books back to you as soon as possible, my love. It looks like a library card. <laughs> and I tell them what it says. <laughs> but if the books were here, they're definitely not currently because this place is fairly pickling. And again, there are doors heading north and south out of the room. Are we going south or are we going to go north? Uh, I'm going to check both doors for traps. Yep. Give me two rolls. Okay, you check the one on the south first. Uh, it seems similar to the first one in that the the locks are pretty. Oh, sorry, the hinges are pretty rusty and jammed, and it's probably going to squeak um, and and not be the most quiet of openings. But otherwise, it doesn't look trapped, and it doesn't seem to be locked. Same with the okay. north side door as well. Uh, these doors appear the same. Do we want to continue, or maybe go back to the locked door? In the hallway. I could take a peek at this one with my shield up again. Yeah, we're here. Let's just look. Excuse me. So you you oh, like raise your shield, wow. you step into the room kind of like, you know, on the defensive. So here's what you see when you step in. You, you have your shield on the defensive for sure. A large metal table fitted with leather straps and iron-on bands sit in the oh, center wow. of this room. A strange contraption that seems to be part spyglass and part mechanical drill sits near the head of the table. A sparkling black gemstone glitters in a metal framework built into this machine's side. So that's what you see when you come into the room. Does the gemstone look like the gemstone we found with the bird doll? It definitely has some similar features, although this one is not as clean cut. The one that you found before was cut almost looked like a little battery, you know, whereas this one looks a bit more spherical and definitely a lot bigger. I'm telling you guys, their way of foreplay does not oh, sound fun. Yeah, and the table itself looks to be like a giant sort of like lump of flesh just laying on the table. Oh, uh, is it moving? <laughs> Make a perception check for me. Yeah. You're looking at it and you're trying to see if there's any movement whatsoever. Uh, it does not look to be. No, yeah, it doesn't look to be. Well. Yeah, okay. So I should have rolled that secretly. So here's the thing it doesn't <laughs> look to be moving, but you actually rolled really high and I wanted to roll an active stealth check for this thing. I guess you don't even need. He has like a passive stealth and you beat it. So here's the thing. It's it looks like a lump of flesh. And as you like kind of step in the room and looking at it, it, it doesn't react to you. Right. And then slowly you start watching it and it kind of like seems like it starts sensing your presence. And then this giant wobbling like lump of flesh that previously looked lifeless begins to like kind of stir and it is ah! alive. And this this thing looks like it's about to come alive. It's moving. It's moving. Do you want to? Yeah. What, what do you want? Do? There's something in here. Like Go back and close the door. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you uh, you move back, you close the door, and then um, a moment later, you can hear like the, a like a, a thud of like wet flesh hitting like falling off the table and hitting the floor, and it, you can hear it on the other side of the door like coming 
and it's it's now like banging against the door like it's trying to get through oh boy uh, let's move this furniture against the door perhaps uh I'm with you there yep so you like go you like give me a crafting check if you guys brace the door I Is point it? out I'll tell you where to put the furniture and you can move it to Lara. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't I can't I can't even if I'm untrained can I do a crafting check with his aid Yes. Well, he's not really aiding unless you want to make an active aid check. It sounds like he's just not getting his hands dirty. Oh, he's just pointing it. I don't know. Are you making like an active help check, like an aid check, Mukta? Well, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I'd okay. be helping her. So then make a crafting check. And then depending on how you roll, it shows in if you aided it or not. Yeah, 13. Oh, th- that's new Lara. So let's see. Uh,. Very good. So that nice. tw- that twenty five is going to be a critical success, which gives Nulara a plus two to her crafting check. That takes Nulara from a thirteen to a fifteen, which is enough to like do a pretty good job of like in- reinforcing this door, pushing the desk up against it, and this whatever this thing is on the other side, it seems to like be banging. But you guys seem to have done a good job, at least of like um, reinforcing the door. It, it it the sounds lets you know it's not giving up, but it's not getting through either. What does that sound, Clovis? Is Nulara punching the ghost something? Maybe. That was disgusting. Okay. Did you see that? Uh, it was that like... It was a like, little bit creepy. It was a fleshy thing. Uh, do we want to check the other door or maybe let's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's like the bang bang against the door. Is the bringing, bringing dead back to life? Uh... I saw that. Was the creature strapped on? Because I remember you said that there were straps and chains. There were straps like hanging there, but whatever this lump of flesh didn't look like it was strapped down. It definitely doesn't have like a humanoid shape. As even if you saw it, like kind of get up, it took the form almost of like a worm. As it got up before you closed the door, this is a good look of like what you saw. Ah! Oh wow! Yeah, it's like a wormy creature, like you know, big toothy maw at the top. Definitely not humanoid. Uh, it didn't look friendly at all. We don't want to kill it and see what else is in there. Could be important, or should we just keep exploring, keep it locked up? I guess uh, Eleanor almost got eaten by one of those, but it was smaller. That's <laughs> true. Or something like it. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of a bard's tale I heard when I was young of uh, graboids, foul, uh, gigantic worms that hunt beneath the sand, sensing any movement. Yeah, this a thing famed adventurer, Sir, uh, Sir Bacon, fought them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Tremors. <laughs> I'm going to let it roll checks every so often. Uh, so are we going to fight this, or are we going to leave? Well, I, f- I feel that if it bursts through the door, we'd have no choice but to fight it. It's either... Better do it now than you open the other door and another one comes from the other side. I hate insects. For a moment, there's like a banging on that north side door that kind of like startles you, but then you turn and look and you can see it's just Mushi messing with you. Oh, Mushi. I mean, we could leave this room, close the other door and go check the locked door. And then when we're opening that locked door, it breaks through that door and then that other door, and then we have to fight two. Or you, Nulara has to fight too, and you too, Mook. All I will right. just stand here and play my music. Yep. Well, so if, you guys, if you guys want to do this, go ahead and position yourselves wherever you think is best. 
Well, it depends on where we're going. Are we going to pick the lock or go north? Uh, I think the plan is to set up defense here, right? And fight it? I it's guess so. Small. It is quite a small space. Uh, Perhaps you open the door and then you move back ah. to the doorway and Mukta can come stab it from the side and and uh, what was that uh, that uh, coldness that you were shooting out of your hand, Clovis? You can do that, and I can stand here and, like, mm -hmm. hope nobody dies. <laughs> Sounds like okay. I got you. I got you guys. I'd like to try to hide on the bed as much as, against the wall as much as possible. Yeah. Do you want to like tip the bed and, and like kind of position it, or do you want to hide under the bed? Like, how are you noticing this, or how do you want to do this? Probably tip the bed so I have more room to maneuver. You can go ahead and start this with the stealth Coming roll. out. Yeah, the door. So you guys start getting positioned. The door bangs loose finally. The, like, pushes the desk back, like, slides back. The door flings open. Oops. And, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do some combat, everyone. Let's say go ahead and add yourself to the initiative tracker. And roll your initiative. Um, Hal is still sustaining the dancing lights. Nulara, are you raising your shield here, like defending? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Mukta's hiding or doing the, the void notice for the stealth roll. So Clovis, what would what kind of active thing are you doing here? Uh, I'm just sitting in the doorway, waiting to hear it, so I can step in and attack it. Even so getting I'm just the actively thing. listening for it. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it busts in. We start combat. Mukta. I turn to where Mukta was. I'll be like, I hate worms. Yeah, it, it like smashing the door, but it's still standing there. Yeah, you have your shield raised, good. It it doesn't get its turn yet, so it's just smashing the door. Mukta, you are hidden. Yep. I don't have much. I'm going to. Can I throw a dagger at it when it comes through? You can ready a dagger, like get the dagger out and ready to throw. It takes two actions to ready the attack, and then when it comes through, you can go ahead and, and attack it. That's fine, because I don't want to delay, because it'll be flat-footed against me when I... Perfect. Mm. Yeah. Yep, yep. No, that is, that's perfectly fine. So, uh, two actions to hold the attack. You still have one free action. Is there anything you want to do with it? Hide a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hide you harder. Take, you can take cover. Take cover behind the bed would give you, like, plus four AC bonus so if it does try to yeah, attack you. Yeah, take cover. Yep, because you float the bed. Okay. Perfect. It gets its turn next, so it... Even though the Nular is on the defensive and on the ready, but it, it bursts through. It has surprising strength, and it has a surprising speed. So it like comes through, kind of catches you off guard, Nular. Um, so it uses one action to like kind of like step into the room, so it can actually like engage with you. I you do have your. Yep, that's true. You you go ahead. It pops out. Toss that dagger. You are flat. F it is flat-footed against you. All right. See if those daggers in the marketplace do their job. Seven. Uh. Misses, so you hit. Oh right. wow! Is that did you mark flat-footed? I did. Okay, actually, because it doesn't calculate the the thing. So seventeen no. with it flat-footed, it does it just barely. Okay. So because you catch it un like surprised, it, the dagger flies out, stabs it. Go ahead and roll damage on that. All right, nine points of piercing, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, it takes the full uh, nine points of damage. Okay, nice. so one, one action to move in. The second action it's going to use to do a um, 
a mouth attack. So it like take it like stands up on its like little wormy body, and it's pretty much eye level with you, Nulara. Like it's pretty big. It's like a medium sized creature, and it tries to like take its giant worm head and latch on your head, similar to what happened to Elenir. So let, uh, okay. Let's see. That's a 19. Misses. misses. That's plus 14. Yep. Oh, boy. It, <laughs> it misses because you got your shield raised. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it tries to, like, to, bla- to grab you, and it's unable to. Oh, boy. So I guess with its second action, it's just going to do it again. That's all it really has. Oh, oh boy. Oh, <laughs> I'm blocking it with my shield. I heard that noise. It, it, so it is a crit. So you do have the shield block up. So you do get to absorb the the blow, Some right? Some of it, yeah. Oh, so, I'm gonna break my shield. Right. Shit. Okay. All right. Oh, so, my shield's broken. Okay, 26 points of damage. Your shield absorb. So it was if you if you raise your shield, if I remember this right, your shield and you both you, you subtract the five damage, right? That's the hardness of your shield. Mm-hmm. So that goes down to 21, and then you and your shield both take 21 points of damage, right? Yeah, so my shield's broken. Your shield completely splinters and breaks. Fuck. I'll okay. go ahead. I'll, I'll apply the damage to you. Uh-huh. Whoa, that's a lot of damage. That's okay. So, I got a bunch of healing potions. Yes. Yeah. You watch as it, like, tears, it blasts through Nular's shield, sends it splintering everywhere. Or maybe it's, it's, it's a wooden shield, right? Uh, steel, actually. Steel. So it actually, the job force is so strong that it bends your shield in like a really terrible way that makes it impossible to use anymore. And yeah, you're in tough shape, but that is all its actions. All right, Hal, you're up. It's okay. Your um, safety around Hal's the corner. waiting. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sustaining the lights. Okay. And then I'm wondering when, wondering when the party's going to move back to this door that he pointed at that Bo is standing next to as the one that we fall back to. I guess I'll do Inspire Courage using uh, Lingering Composition. Okay. Go ahead and make that roll. What's the range on that? Like 60 feet or something like that? 60 feet. Yeah, so it'll hit everyone. So free action is performance. Mm-hmm. I'm doing Ooh. terrible. Yeah, 11's a so fail. One round. Last, uh, it last Inspire yeah, Courage will it, last one round. I think with 11, it's not a critical fail, so it doesn't use up your focus point. And then, yeah, so it just, it'll last one round for Inspire Courage, right? Yep, one works? round. I think so. Yep. So you guys can all yep, mark Inspire Courage, like right-click add Inspire Courage to your character. That's a little uh, music. The little right? music symbol on the token, yeah. All right, and that was all three actions, right? So I still have one, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure I can... I guess I'll cast Shield. Okay. With my lash. Shimmering with Shield. That's my turn. Clovis. So I will move in here. Okay, one action to stride in. Yep, and I will do my Ray of Frost. Ooh, that's a crit. Let's go. Let's go. Nice. Very nice. So, so it, it's six plus one to seven, doubled to 14 damage. And then, but I think on this Ray of Frost, right, there's a, another thing that happens on a crit. Is that what you're saying? And foot speed, speed bonus. Double. Or penalty. The critical says target takes double damage. Yeah, not bonus penalty. And takes a 10 foot status, yeah, status penalty to its speed for one round. Okay, so it's 10 feet slower. It gets covered in ice, and it takes 14 damage. I think that was your. And point, right? this is where uh, this is where Pathfinder's way different because I'm done. I can't. Uh... That's right. Oh, was that two actions? I... Yeah, it's, it's two actions. Two for the spell. Yeah. Ooh, okay. okay. Yeah, so, uh... Nulara. 
Okay. I'm in the damn room with the thing. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hit it first with my morning star. Okay. Spin that morning star. 27. 27 is a hit, but not. Let's go. Oh, don't forget, you get plus one more because of Inspire Courage. You didn't put it on your token. 28. 28. Isn't enough for a crit, but it is enough for a hit. Okay. So for my damage, that would be. Lord, seven. Okay. Seven points of bludgeoning. Oh, sorry. Yeah, bludgeoning damage. I don't okay. know if this dude has an attack of opportunity. Uh, second action, I'm taking a swig off my my new healing potion. So it'll be, it'll have to be one action to pull it out. And a second oh, really? action, because you have to interact with it, right? Because you don't have it. Right, power. right. So your okay. shield is like destroyed. So you can ease, like that falls off. So you can use an action to pull out your healing potion and then your third action to drink it. Okay. Um, the, the one thing I will say is drinking the potion like this, if this thing has an attack of opportunity, this would trigger it. You're taking like an interact, like a manipulate action within its range. Okay. Uh, never mind then. So I'll take, uh, for my last two actions, mm -hmm. I'll just take uh, two steps. Yeah, I was hoping like I can step for one action and then stride out for the third action, <laughs> but it's you, like two steps up. You you what? So yeah, I mean, I guess if you were really looking at how it was, right? If you mm -hmm. did a step action to this square, you'd be out of his range, oh, and then you can okay, take a stride okay. action and take the long way around the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can assuming I do he doesn't have step? assuming he doesn't have reach. Yeah, I'll let you. Okay, thank you. Okay, for my third action, I'll stride out. Okay. Uh, up until here, though. Okay, stop in the doorway. Yeah. I don't want to leave all of them. Okay. Oh, that's the end of my turn. Perfect. Mukta, you suddenly feel very exposed with uh -huh. this warm thing, like, looking at you. It destroyed Nulara's steel shield in one blow. Uh, it got lucky. I would like to... All right, let's, so I'm behind cover right now, right? You are, but like since the turn, I mean, you do have cover if you want to try to do like a stealth or something. Um, yeah, I would try to hide. I would get low and try to hide first so it doesn't notice me. Okay, so you, you do have that ability to take the stealth to hide to make yourself. That's okay. one action, right? Yep. Second action, pop up real quick, throw a dagger. Does that mean it's flat-footed or no? I think technically, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do that for my second action. It's, you know, you kind of like duck down. I'm assuming like, you know, maybe poke your head around the edge of the bed so you don't like pop up and down like a yeah. thing. But yeah. yeah, you took cover, you broke thing, you went to unseen, you get the flat-footed condition. Sure. All right. And then I will throw a dagger at it. Chucking another one of those marketplace daggers. Yep. I got nine left. <laughs> <laughs> nine lives. Out of the bandolier, through the air. Just roll. That is a hit. All right. Let's go, Mukta. You can do it. Nice. All right. 11 points of piercing damage. Yep. That's another dagger down. And for my third action, I'm going to try to hide again. <laughs> that that does bloody it. Just nice. for the, to notice. Just so you guys know. Yep. And I am hiding back beneath my cover. <laughs> yep. So you duck down and take a stealth roll to try to hide. Yep, that's my turn. All right. So I think it like looks in your way and it looks right at like the juicy meal that's like not hidden. 
I'm gonna roll. Well, let me, let me see what this creature is. Let me let's check its stats real quick. You got this, Clovis. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty. It's not smart by any sense of the imagination. Oh, okay. So here's what happens. Just looking at all this. So you, you think you're hiding very well, Mukta, right? Uh-huh. Just just so you know, you, you, got, a did, you yeah, got a 19 fine. on your stuff. Okay. Respect, it's respectable. But Clovis, but you watch. Somebody. Yeah, you watch. It, it, it seems to know. It didn't seem to break its, like, actual, like, passive perception, right? So you watch as it looks at you, Clovis, and it looks back at the, the thing that just popped out and threw a dagger at it. And you watch as it, it shimmies over. So it uses one stride action to move over to where Mukta was. And you, you almost see it like like its little like uh, antenna, like little hair on its body starts vibrating and like sensing the area. And it almost like it's sniffing in the air. And Mukta, as you're crouched behind this thing hiding, you look as the worm just kind of looks over the top and is looking, you look up and it's looking right down at you. Hello. Yeah, and uh, this thing opens its mouth and strikes at you. You are the third thing my mother warned me about. It's a 32. Oh, my lanta. Which should be yeah, a, that's crit. a crit. It's a crit, uh-huh. but not, not a natural 20 crit, but it is a crit. Okay. I'm going to die. You take 36 points oh. of damage. Oh, my God. Are, are you da- dead? Are you down? Yep. Oh, you have tw- boy. You have 20. Your maximum hit point is 24? Yep. Okay. So it... it Bites down, and just immediately you watch Clovis as Mukta goes limp, and Mukta's now, uh, from a crit attack, you actually go to dying two. We learned this in the previous episode. So go ahead and mark yourself dying two. Yep. Okay. And so... You guys better kill this thing next. Oh, Gotta try. <laughs> we just need, like, two more crits, guys. We're good. <laughs> I was gonna say. I think even if I get over okay. there, try to Here's, so it, kill it bites you, but... Mukta right with its one action and hits and crits and Mukta goes limp. And you watch Clovis as he uses his third action to grab on to Mukta. So it stands up and Mukta is in its jaws and is currently holding Mukta's like light, like unconscious body in its mouth. So it's now grabbing Mukta with its third action. And Mukta is like in this thing's mouth, like eye level with you. And that's his turn. In the afterlife, Mukta's thinking, I should have listened to my mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is very, very intense. Hal. Hal is going to sustain and he's going to cast Soothe on Nulara. On Nulara? Okay. Bless. I can't get any closer. Yep. Yep. Uh, you got anything big? Now's the time to use it, Clovis. Oh, man, we're still only level two. <laughs> Hey, huge shit. So, nine, nine healing for Nulara. So I can add that yep. to your token. Okay. Thank you. And that was all. And three uh, everybody's music. Yep. Everybody's music should drop. Yep. Inspire curse drops. Um, go ahead and turn Clovis. Okay. I'm going to cast Burning Hands on it. So just to point out, if you cast Burning Hands, it's an AOE. It will burn Mukta too. Well, let's right. see. Mukta is technically in his own square. I think you could, because of that fact, I think you could angle it in a way that not hit Mukta, right? If you just hit the square. Yeah, like right here. Towards the yeah. door. Even though I have it, even though it's biting it, mechanically, it's still, Mukta's in his own square. It's not, so it's not big enough to like take Mukta into its own square. So that's fine. You can angle it to like kind of burn the backside of this creature. That, that, that's fine. So go ahead and cast that. Oh, it's a DC 18. Um, okay. An eight DC eighteen reflex save for this thing. 
It makes its roll and it gets a 23, which is a success, but I think it still takes half damage. So six fire damage down to three. Could it do something that'd give a little bit more damage otherwise? Yeah. Yep, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not like, um, it's not resist, or not extra damage to fire or anything like that. And I will stride back in here to get some cover. Okay. Sorry, I ended your turn for you. Uh, Nular. Okay, first action, releasing my Morning Star. Second action, picking up my trident. Um, okay. I can see him from where I'm at, right? Yep. Okay. Trident, come on. Oh. That's a crit. Again, right, this trident is your, like, are you, are, you, are you related to, like, trident or something, man? You keep hitting crits on I trident tosses. That's amazing. 18. All right, 18 points of damage. Uh, piercing. 18 points of piercing damage that jabs into it. It like rears back, Mukta's flailing like limp body, like flailing in, in the air. It uh, It's hurt really bad, but it's not down. Okay. That's my third action, right? Yeah, that was my third action. Draw, draw drawing the weapon draw. was one. Oh yeah, throwing. Oh, yeah. So you have one, right? Oh, one, yeah. Releasing it? Okay. Release, huh. Okay, if you drop side. it on the ground, it's a free action. If you put it away, like, on your hip, then it would take a full action. Okay, so, so release and drop is the same thing, right? Because I said release. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, I will say this, right? Um, mm-hmm. Wait, did, you didn't draw... No, okay, so, so you have a Morningstar in one hand, and you have, like, the trident... You have a free hand now because your shield's gone. So you could draw the trident and throw it without having to drop your morning star. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So yeah. I would still have You still have the morning star in your hand. I'd still have like one action then. You still have one action, yeah. Mukta's in his mouth. Drop, drop it. Drop it. I know. <laughs> Can I drop it like it's hot? Drop it like it's hot. I wonder if it's a mindless creature. I'll yell at it. I'll have it look at me and be like Drop it! <laughs> Drop it right now! Is that a coerce? That's what I'll do. You gonna coerce it? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It's a uh, you make a intimidation check against its will DC, right? Yeah. All right, let's do it. I just checked; it is not immune to mental. Okay. So it's not mindless like the zombies and skeletons were. Uh, intimidation. And you have the intimidating glare, so it doesn't need to uh, to understand 21. you. Uh, 21 is exactly what you needed to hit. <laughs> so wait, it does intimidate one, right? Uh, frightened one, I believe. Frightened one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Frightened one on the thing. Okay. That's not bad. Drop him. Anything else? No, sorry. That's the end of my turn. Okay. Well, Mukta. All right. It's been a while since we did this, but I'm pretty sure it's a death saving throw. Yep. Do they call it a death saving throw in this game? Hasn't been that I long. It's only so, been like two yeah. sessions, I think. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh. All right. You go to dying three. Yep. Oh, boy. That's my turn. How many dying do you have before you're outright dead? Four. Four. I'm dead. Oh, shit. I'm pretty much dead. Yeah. Um, the question is. I do- coerced him. Yeah, I mean, you frightened him. <laughs> hmm. If I was very, like, vindictive, right, I would totally, like, I could just kill Mukta right here. What would the creature do? That's what I'm trying to decide. I am 
I'm totally okay with not pulling any punches. I know, but I feel like if I kill Mukta here, we just met Mukta, but that's kind of... Yeah, you got nine lives, so, you know. It, how, it happens. How, how expensive is resurrection magic in this game? I don't know. I think if if I was if I'm playing this at what the creature would do, I have to I have to, I have to factor into what Nulara did right because otherwise if Nulara did not succeed here, I think the creature would do exactly what what mm. it was, which would be you know uh, kill you. But it also is almost dead. Okay, here's what it does. It's bite. It's it's like got Mukta in its jaws, and it's getting ready to like eat Mukta. And you you can see it's about to tear it to shreds. And it's so focused on Mukta that it's not even noticing Nulara in the doorway. And Nulara chucked this trident, which has critically hit it. Right, stabbed it real deep. I think it roars really loud. And Nulara like yells at it to like drop him, and like it it turns and like looks in your direction. It doesn't have eyes, but it, like looks in your direction, and it's really hurt from this like this blow you did. So I think in this case, what it does is drops Mukta's from its mouth and turns its full attention on you, Nulara, and uses its first action to stride next to you. <laughs> Mukta okay. is like now dropped unconscious and still making death saves on the bed. Yep. <laughs> like on the like like behind the bed in the wall, right? Um, and with its second action, it bites Nulara. Does the frightened condition have anything? Yep, it gives a minus one because of the frightened condition. It's a crit. <laughs> this thing is. It's no okay. Joke. It's okay. It's uh, it's Hal's turn next. Yeah. Thirty-eight points of damage on Nulara. Would, would that put me to dying three? It's not. It is a crit, so you go. Well, I think you just go dying, dying two. two. Dying two. No, because no, my hit two. points is thirty-four. Sure. I, I think in order to go to dying. It's either it like outright death or like dying uh -huh. two. There's no dying three. Okay. But I don't think it's enough damage to put you outright death. Okay. Yeah. I think is it similar to D&D where it has to be like double your, uh, uh, below your max? That's what I'm trying to double check. So if you take damage equal to double your hit points in one blow. So you did not take yeah. 60 hit points or whatever oh, it is. Okay, okay, okay. So you go, you but it was a crit. So much like Mukta, you go unconscious, dying too. But you watch now as this thing uses its action and it does the same thing to Nulara where it picks up Nulara, lifts her in the air, and she is like unconscious, lifeless in his body being grabbed by this thing. And that's its turn. I've been here before. It's okay. Dying. There you go. So dying too, right? You go to dying Bro. too. It was a crit. Got a healer. I mean, if I can hit it and Lois can hit it, we can kill it. Yeah, but that's true. Like, all right, I'm going to use electric arc. Okay. Uh, against it. I sure. think that's a better option. Because it's just um, going to heal her. It's just going to come up to this turn and bite her again. The only yeah. thing I have is just so you know, I have stabilized, which I can still unconscious. It just gets rid of the dying condition. That was a, a save. But then your eyes going to come right back at it. So, okay, so it takes so half. That, it still takes half. Okay. So it takes yeah. three points of lightning. I'm uh, sustaining the, the dancing lights. Okay. So that's my turn. The other thing too is like when Yulara went like limp, right? Like her morning star fell to the ground and she's lifted. So like the morning star is like out on the ground. Yeah, that is true. If you could somehow stabilize, what is what does it take to stabilize him? Uh, uh, 
uh, a healer check or a medicine check. No, no, he has this. He has the. Uh, oh, oh, okay. The cantrip. Oh, nice. He can also use the wand to heal everybody within sixty or thirty feet. That's true. Yep. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't say there's a. Oh, it says stabilize range thirty feet. So yeah, you could stabilize Mukta from this far, or like how said, if you pull out the wand and use it, you could do. Well, the wand to do the AOE, it takes three, right? And he would have to pull out the wand with one action, and he'd only have two actions to use the wand. But yeah, but have, I do have heal. I was gonna say you have. So heal I have prepared. heal, guys. So I have heal prepared, which three actions I can still do thirty feet, same as a wand, without it, without an action it. pulling it out. Does it? to be line of sight i don't think so it just says you just first pause in any 30 foot emanation it targets all living and undead creatures in the burst so yeah let's that do would it be huge yeah that, that'd be really huge this is awesome 30 feet of healing is gonna hit everyone go ahead and roll that healing we just go <gasps> five points i'll take it so five points to everyone it says five to mukta so I can click the healing here. So, oh, so you you, you get five healing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And, but you you do you're no longer dying, three, but you are wounded three. Okay. And then Nulara, you get healed for five, mm-hmm. and you're you you come awake and you're being thrown around and gra- you're grabbed by this creature in its mouth, right? So you you can't move away from it unless you break free, but you are now alive or, or at least awake. No, all the stuff you had in your hands fell to the ground, so it's like the ground but this thing's thrashing around so you might be able to reach it on your turn uh mm-hmm. how you didn't take any damage right so the energy Correct. the healing energy the, the downside of this is the healing energy emanates out and it goes through the enemy you're fighting too so the the heal actually would heal this creature as well however in this case this creature is undead and so the positive healing force that you put out damages it so it needs to make a oh. fortitude saving throw no way Nice, nice. Let's go, Clovis! So the five points of healing turns into five points of damage against this creature. Because it is undead. And it has the the negative healing. So it takes five points and it's still up. But but it's, it's hanging on by a thread. That was pretty epic. That's the thing with undead. Like, if they have the negative healing trait, then they take... They get damaged by positive energy and healed by negative energy. The opposite of the living things. So that's pretty cool. Very awesome. But that's all three actions, right? Yes. That's my turn. All right, Nulara. Nulara's turn. You so are... I'm grappled by this guy? He he did spend his third action to grab you, so you're in its mouth, you're grabbed by it. You are um, flat-footed because you are... Or you're prone because you were unconscious, so you're kind of technically prone. Um, I'm in its mouth? You're in its mouth, yeah. Okay, so... let me know if I can do this. Can I? Because I threw my trident at him right can uh-huh. i it's, grab it's, my yeah so it's in its body right down you wake up you, you they see the morning star out or if you look over the trident is still sticking out the side of this thing's body so you could use an action to interact with it and uh grab it okay using an action the to... only downside is if he has an opportunity attack this would be an interact a manipulate action that would trigger an opportunity attack i mean there's kind of no choice for me yeah so you reach out, you use an interact, you pull out the trident. It does not look to be, uh, it's not taking the attack of opportunity. All right. Uh, so for my next two actions, power attack with my trident. Okay. It's going to, you have the negative effects from being like prone and stuff, but. What would that be like? I don't know. Just roll it and let's see what it calculates for you. <laughs> oh God. This is do or die time. Uh-huh. <laughs> no way. 
You are all tired tonight with your friends. Let's go. Let's go. Are you kidding me? This trident is like speaking to you. With a crit, it's uh, 16. Jiminy Christmas. Yeah, 16 points of damage kills this thing. Oh my god. Yes. So you watch as, like, Nurlar stabs it with the power attack. It goes, yeah, I don't even think it got, like, the... Yeah, so you got minus two for prone. That was it. So not a big deal. Stab it, right? Like, you watch as the creature, like, it, it, it hits it. It goes, you start, it starts undulating. It drops you from its mouth. You hit the ground. But what happens next is this whole thing kind of... Um, you, you watch no. the whole thing, like, turns almost like a jello sort of, like, mold as it, like, starts wiggling like crazy. And it explodes in a cloudy <laughs> red burst of necrotic dried blood. 20-foot uh. area. Okay. So... Oh, <laughs> Pal, you are out of range. Everyone else is within range. So I need everyone else to make a... It's, a, ref, it's, it's a reflex save. Oh, reflex. Okay. Oh, I'm dead again. <laughs> uh, it's a 21. So yeah, 15 fails, 18 fails. Mukta succeeds. Let's go, Mukta. <laughs> So, uh, so okay, uh, that should have been higher because I have un- unconscious minus four. That's true. That? You you had you would have prone, not unconscious, but it's still yeah. it's it's a success. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So make sure to un- right click your status conditions and take mm-hmm. off dying too, and then it should yeah. fix all the rest. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna roll the damage it explodes out and does. So just. That's not bad. Ten points of necrotic damage. Uh, so Nulara, you take ten. Nulara, the, the blood like hits Nulara. She passes out again. Mukta, you take you take half of that, so you take five. Uh, I'm dead. Mukta goes out again. Oh, that's actually bad because you go to dying three. Yep. Yes. Yeah, oh my god. And then Clovis, you take the the ten damage as well. But I think you're. Still I could up. die here still. You could. Uh, yep. Oh my god. In the next turn, it's Mukta. Yep. Oh my god. Okay. This is fate. This is it. Yep. Yep. All right. Come on, Mukta. Come on. I believe in you. We had two crits in a row from Nulara. Fuck. <laughs> hero point. Hero point. No. Hero point. Yeah, hero, hero point. Hero point. Hero point. Hero point. Wait, wait, wait. Stop real quick. Hero points have another th- effect, which isn't always talked about. If you have hero points, oh, you yeah. can cash them in to make a death saving throw and stabilize. Do that. Uh, we'll do that. Because you got magically healed, you might have had less of a wounded condition when you went back down. So you might not have been in as much danger as we thought. Hero uh, points. <laughs> either way. Hero. So, yeah. Yeah. Mushi's going to fail. I so move he... behind the blood siphon to uh, Steve because he killed me. Yeah. Um, I use a hero point to reroll for Mushi. Yeah. It's it's what? 10? Is that enough to hurt? Okay. 24. 24. Mushi, Mushi only takes five. Okay. So Mukta yeah, is fine. Been dead outright. Hal, with the explosion, you you sense that Mukta is down again. Mm-hmm. So take a stride action, That's and then I'll uh, from my loot cast soothe. Baby, come back. Any final fool could see. <laughs> Let's and go. I will... Yeah. So even though you were at dying three when you came back, you only Eight. you come back with dying with wounded one, not wounded three. So you shouldn't have been quite as in danger. Okay. All right. And eight to Mukta. So what is my dying level at right now? Oh. Shit. It should be now. You're you would be at dying 
two. I just healed him for two. But then you're back. You're back conscious. Or for eight, eight points. And now you're at wounded two. At wounded two? Okay. Yep. You started at wounded one, you went dying, you came back, now you're wounded two. Okay. So either way, you guys have defeated it. You guys are damaged and, and you know, worse for wear, but uh, do you have a way to, to save Nulara, Clovis? You have the wand of healing, right? Uh, so you can use you can either stabilize or use the wand of healing. Either way, the threat of combat is over. Um, stabilize is okay. I, I'll take a healing potion. Okay, but I'll stabilize her. So for beating this creature, you all get 80 experience points. Yeah, we should get like a 580 points. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it was, it was a, a level four creature, and you guys were, you know, level two. Or level two. two. <laughs> yep. Man, you guys got your butts kicked here. Whew. Man. Got critted. But, like, listen, how many crits did you get? That was awesome. <laughs> crits on those trident strikes. Man, I, that's three crits in a row with tridents, right? Yes. The bird doll. Yeah. You threw it At against least. the bird doll, to, and then you use it twice here, and it's been a crit every time. I think you just need to put that away and pull it out in dire emergencies only. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> All right. Lesser healing potion, 15. I will uh, do lay on hands to uh, Nular, and she gets uh, six hit points restored, and then I can refocus and do that Thank and continue you. to do that. That's true. So, like, every 10 minutes, you can restore six. Yep. Mukta, I think I saw your mom. I owe my mother an apology, I think. <laughs> I did not quite listen to her as much as I should have in my youth. <sighs> your yeah, mother thing. must have been very smart, because that thing was nasty. It was. Well, you guys got pretty unlucky, too. And I wouldn't say unlucky, but it did get crits on you guys quite a bit. Yeah. Not, like, natural 20 crits, mm. but, like, with its With a plus 14. Bonus. All I can yeah. say is there better be something goddamn good in that room. Yeah. That's true. Biologist in chat saying, no one died. For so many people going unconscious, you guys did pretty good. <laughs> you guys held on pretty good, mm-hmm. which is true. I will because recast uh, Dancing was, Lights and it, move it into the room. Okay. It was very dicey there. We were, you know, we were on the on the verge of you guys, like, dying. Yeah, so you move into the room, and you see the same thing that Nulara saw earlier, right? A large metal table fitted with leather straps and iron bands. This, like, lumpy thing of flesh is gone now. Uh, a strange contraption that was part spyglass and part mechanical drill sits near the head of the table. A sparkling black gemstone glitters in metal framework built into this machine's side. The gem looks pretty valuable, and there's also this weird sort of table contraption thing that uh, is here. I check for traps. Okay. Yeah, you're moving around looking for traps. You know, you're always moving looking for traps. Uh, doesn't appear to be trapped. If somebody well, wants to try to understand like what this table might be for, then you could. Somebody can give me like either an occultism or, or religion recall knowledge roll. Those would be the two that apply in this case. Religion. Either religion or occultism. Yeah. I have religion. Or some kind of like. <laughs> I'll use my hero point. It's the end of the night. <laughs> it's the end of the session. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, you could have cast your hero point into Stabilize, too. That's right. Uh, 17. Unclear on your recall knowledge what this would be. I don't know what oh, nice. everyone else has. Oh, okay. Yeah, occultism from Clovis. You're not sure. Pal, you piece together. You got a pretty decent occultism check there. Looking at this contraption, um, you're pretty sure that this table 
and the whole gem and all this contraption would be used in some sort of create undead ritual. Not that this thing automatically allows you to perform that ritual, but if you were to use this table while performing like a create undead ritual, it would give you like a bonus because it's, it's kind of geared to help create undead. And uh, the drilling device that's like there would penetrate the skull of the victim while the scope and this like black gem focuses the necromantic energies of the ritual into the, the corpse, basically. So they would put someone on this table alive and use it to kill them and turn them into undead better. So if you use this table with the gem intact to cast create undead, you get a plus two uh, item bonus. Otherwise, the gem itself is probably the, the focal point of this thing's magical power. The gem looks valuable. If you were to take it, you would render the machine inoperable and you could catch the gem in. So I'll unhide this. I'll, I'll, I'll like pop up the machine and the machine has the, the onyx in it. So any ideas what this thing does? You can make more of those, uh, more of the maggots, the big ones, um, more skeletons, more of the corpse lights, all those kind of things. Uh, and this just helps you do it. It's probably worth a little bit. So do we want to leave? Do you want to use it or should I try to take the gem? Uh, I don't want to use it. Why would you ask me if I wanted to use that? I don't know. You and I'm not. Uh, I don't know about these magic-y things that you all do. So just thought I'd I ask. say, uh, take, take the gem. We do not want anybody else to keep bringing these things back. Also, this means it was dead and it came alive. So somebody must be operating this down here. Or it's been undead for quite some time. I mean, once you're undead, you kind of stay undead for a while, right? True, true. But with everything we're seeing, I think somebody is still pulling strings here. Or pulling the levers, huh? I get it. Or pulling the levers, huh? <laughs> pulling the lighthouse. <laughs> I will attempt to retrieve the gem from the machine. Yeah, it's easy enough to pry it out. You can pop one of your daggers out and just, like, give it a little pry, and the gem pops out, and you can just add it to your inventory or someone else's. I definitely go back and get my two daggers mm -hmm. from the other. Yeah, easy enough to find. So, so yeah. the ass of that little worm. All right. Yeah. Uh, in this in this case, um, you know, between all of your abilities, like with the refocus, the lay enhance from how the medicine checks. I mean, if somebody wants to do medicine checks to try and speed this up, you can either refocus and do this for like the next few hours and get healed up, or we can make a couple of quick medicine checks to heal you guys up. You know. You guys tell me, or you just go back to town and say, "Screw this gauntlet, I'm retiring." So I just roll medicine. I can I got plus five medicine. I got plus eight. I can roll if you want. Do yeah, it. You, do yeah. it. Yeah. Plus you have the medicine um, hit. So who who are you? Oh fucking it! Come on. Okay. I think if you're trained, it's part of it. Not sure. Yeah, I'm trained. I got the healer's tools too. Anyways, I can I can look at what it does, but we gotta find a way to add to your sheet. So um. The DC is 15, so that's a failure. So you neither successfully... Who, who are you trying to heal? Because you don't successfully heal or hurt them. It's just you're unable to treat them for the next hour. Oh, who was... Uh, I would have gone to whoever had the lowest hit points, so... I think probably at this Mukta. point, that would probably be me. Yeah. Yep, so you that's try to use medicine check on Mukta, and you're unable to, uh, to successfully, at least... Heal him. You can hand him a good berry, but your your medicine check's not going to do anything. All right. Uh, I can Nulara. do another one on. You can do one on Nulara. Yeah. Once you once you get the medicine check on you, you're immune to all medicine checks for an hour. All treat wounds checks okay. for an hour. Sorry. 
Yep, that's a success. So you can roll um, 2d8 hit points, and you lose your wounded condition, Nular. Okay. So that's nine. And if you treat her for an hour straight, Mukta, or sorry, Clovis, that could double to 18. Do you want to tr- do you want to spend an hour treating Nular? I don't know. Are we going to stay down here for an hour, guys? Or I think plan? Uh, I think we should. I could uh, continue to put my hands on the Mukta. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll stay down for an hour. Yep. So go ahead and uh, let's, I'm going to add eight, 18 healing Nular. We'll spe- and we'll have the clock go by an hour. I would have checked this door to make sure you know mm-hmm. nothing is going to be coming out from it. <laughs> Yeah, you listen to it, you check it for traps. It doesn't, like, uh, seem trapped. It doesn't sound like there's anything on the other side, nothing you can hear, at least. Do you want to, like, open it and peek through? It's, it, the problem here is nope. that it's also the... Yeah, okay, because it's these rusty hinges. Just making sure that nothing's going to be bursting through while okay. we take an hour. You're on watch, yeah. Nothing, nothing comes over this hour that way, at least. Okay, so five... So every ten minutes, for, and we're staying for an hour, so... So it'd be like 30 hit points. That should be enough to top you off. Yeah, that's yeah. That brings me up to my max. Yep. So no problem. I'm use a focus point and eat a good berry for myself. Okay. So you. Uh, so the interesting thing, you take a berry and you cast good berry and t- put the magic into this berry that you're kind of carrying. Then what? You can just pop it and eat it, and that's how it works. Yeah. I think. One d six plus four. Oh shit! I rolled two by mistake. God dang it. <laughs> First number is three. If you click on that, is seven. It? Okay, that'll work. Yeah. So three plus four, you said, so it'd be seven hit points. So you guys spend an hour licking your wounds, discussing this creature, and getting healed up and ready for whatever you guys are going to do next. And uh, I think that's where we call it tonight's session.